This morning, we turn to Matthew's gospel. We overhear part of one of Jesus's more famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount, which continues through several chapters in Matthew's gospel. Our verses come right after the B attitudes. As we long to hear God's word for us this morning, let us with one heart go to God in prayer. Lord, we do long to hear you speak, so give us hearts that would listen. Holy Spirit, be in this place, for if you are not, then nothing else matters. And if you are, then nothing else matters. Let the people together say, Amen. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. With a church in decline, is it Is it really worth it? It's an odd way to start a sermon, isn't it? I mean, I'm asking all of you who are here, those of you who are tuning in, I don't think there's any preaching professor who would say, why don't we start our sermons with a negative question? But here we are. Once there was a time when the church held more influence. The church's presence was felt in the community. Her leaders were looked up to. Her community, her worship, her participation in the larger life of a place was crucial and necessary. I think here in smallish town America, especially here in smallish town of the South, Lots of that is still true. 
But in most places, well, even here, we fit church in when we can. We make it to a few Bible studies here and there and maybe a program during the week. I mean, nowadays, church leadership knows not to expect you every week. We try not to get our feelings hurt about it. We're grateful when we see you twice a month. Church leaders, well, they're only newsworthy when there's a scandal attached to the headline. The church's hold in our lives hardly seems sometime as the anchoring that it once was. Hardly essential. Certainly not as essential as things like Jesus compares us to. Salt and light. Even still, when we come to this place and we hear the preacher say, guess what? Jesus says we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. Man, doesn't that sound nice? It sounds right. It sounds correct. It makes us want to puff out our chests a little. But how many of us hear salt and light as our calling. We've been talking a lot about calling over the last few weeks because, you know, we can get pretty misguided when it comes to defining that word. Too often, we're narrowing calling down to only a select few. Those few who hear God's actual voice, like Samuel. Or we narrow God's calling to only the grandiose, like Mary, as if we don't know, as if it's easy to forget that all of us are called to birth Jesus into this world. I've preached a sermon on how all of us are Mary, pregnant with the word of God, and if you missed it or if you don't remember it, that's the gist of it right there. That's funny. We tried to remind each other that small callings are just as important as big ones. What we haven't talked about, however, is being called as community. And what that boils down for most of us is church, a place, a people. To be called as community means that the calling goes beyond what most of us do for a living. It reaches further than the political or socioeconomic or racial, gender, self-describing labels that we give others. It even sweeps beyond the scope of this building and this congregation. See, to be called as a community reaches deep into our core and reaches wide beyond our influence. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. That is our calling. Not you should be salt, not you will be light, It's really wonderful that Jesus never says, I want you to work hard so that you will be like the salt of the earth people for me. He doesn't say, I want you to work on shining yourself up really nice 
so that you light up the world. Jesus never uses should or will. Let your light shine before others can easily make us think that we have to do something. I mean, after all, we're really good at doing things. But maybe what Jesus meant is not that we need to bring out what shines in us by scrubbing away the grime and the dirt so the shiny will show because he doesn't actually place rules or parameters on this calling. Be the community I'm telling you that you already are. It's not that we accomplish any particular work. The community is simply to allow what is their core essence to become more fully seen. You know, most of us can forget sometimes that our identity in Christ means that the baseline is good, that the bar is low, and just being not doing, but just being defines our worthiness. What Jesus says is a blessing, not a command. You are, as in already are, even if you don't know it, even if you once knew it and forgot it, even if you have a hard time believing it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Those of you that know me well know I love salts way more than sweets, but too much salt can make you sick. Salt's superpower is that it enhances other things. I mean, salt takes a basket of chips at El Paso to exactly where they need to be, am I right? Salt makes sure that your pound cake stays moist as long as you don't leave it in the oven too long. Salt in a hot bath, oh, it soothes aching muscles and joints. Salt shines, you see, because at its best, salt is in community with other things. Similar with light. One candle on a hillside doesn't amount to much, but a hundred candles and you will light the way home. One star in the sky will be hard to see, but a billion, well then you can navigate a ship on open water. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. But not you or you or you or you, not just you, us. No one individual embodies all the salt and light the world needs. It's actually the community that's needed to embody what is core in us. That's the salt and the light that Jesus speaks about. To hear Jesus call us into community means that our connections run deep and stretch really far wide. If the bar is low, 
If baseline is allowed, then we don't have to clean up the mess and act like we all get along all the time and agree on every single thing. I mean, aren't, aren't we tired after all? Acting like our faith, that the core of it is to be right all the time or to be certain? I mean, frankly, that's exhausting. It's much more revolutionary to think that our calling as community, as salt and light, is the permission to be flawed and persnickety and complex just as we are, to embrace that. Because together, this community's past runs deep. We celebrate 150 years, but it's deeper than that, isn't it? Called as community means we have a welcome to everyone, which draws not a circle at all, just a whole lot of wide expanse. You know, it's part of our congregational calling to be a place that gathers people who likely will differ on the approach to being salt and light. But it's our calling to commit to praying for deeper understanding and wider wisdom and courage to live in that tension. So is it worthwhile? Years of decline. A place that seems less important and less influential. I mean, I feel like I could ask Jesus the same question. Lord, is it worth following the law and the prophets? And by the way, Jesus, it sounds like you end your sermon on a negative How could we ever be as righteous as the scribes and the Pharisees? But maybe that's not the end, but it's a beginning. An invitation to live fully into a communal calling. A calling that says, together, together, together. We live out what is truest about ourselves and about God. That who we are is the same thing as salt to the earth and light to the world. It's realizing our superpower is community. This calling isn't about what we do. It's about what God does. And Christ declares deep in who we are is his wide and expansive love. That is the community's calling. Amen.